0: For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today.
1: Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. Uh, In recent weeks you may have seen that I've had some West Lovian legends on, uh, Mark Sharp, Luke LeVolpe who have been doing very well in the, the music scene, but here we are. It's a an old school one, John Mancini. How are you getting on? I prefer the word legend. Aye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I'm I'm good, mate. How are you?
1: Aye, doing well, doing well. It's uh, I actually seen you commenting and, and Mark sharing the podcast, and thought I'd love to chat to him. He's got some stories to tell. Uh, so reach uh, m-
0: maybe not as many as you think, <laughs> but uh, I know many I know Mark pretty well. Mark, actually, we're just in the process, we've done a, we've done a track with Mark. Oh, brilliant. I yeah, uh, myself and, and, and Matthew. Just kind of remixed it. And we're in again and we've got to do some future stuff with Mark. He's just some doing some vocals for us. So, um, it's a good guy.
1: Like he's he's got a great voice as well. And, and I said to Mark at the time, you know, he's, he's a real showman as well. He's, he knows how to entertain a crowd. No, he
0: definitely is, eh? they're, they're, they're doing pretty well. Quite, quite, it's quite nice to see Local guys doing pretty well. Obviously, Lewis, Lewis, Algy, has done well. And then there's there's Luke and there's uh, Snucks, and uh, Mark. There's, there's a rich, rich vein of uh, talent at the moment. They're been here. He took be from village, Volkes. That wee mining village, a bit mental. But but there's there's some there's some. If Paige Tully, Page just stays up the road. She's she's a thing. But she obviously won that Love Island. Yep. Uh, no. we've well, we got a great spare singer Mark, Mark, Mark Sharp half, half of Fultis he's dancing Fultis so we're going to take that and obviously Lewis helped uh, the guys in helpless helped Lewis uh, cut his teeth in, in various, various pubs and things around about here so we've got to take a claim his, his career as well just a small step but anyway
1: Do you know I, I don't know what it is but there, there's certainly something about it and as many know you know I'm the mother of myself and I feel that when people think of Scotland, they always think of the you know the Glasgow music scene and the things that have come out of there. But you'll know better than most. You know, over the years, there's been places like you know down in Ayrshire, Livingston, Motherwell, you know, small towns that are on the vicinity of these large cities that you know they've got a really thriving scene. And be that dance music or rock music or whatever, you know, it's it, it's always. I think there. I, I think it
0: was, it was more a case that we basically didn't have Glasgow. Glasgow and Edinburgh could be slightly spoiled, whereas there, there was. And people who lived in those those places were spoiled and they had they had put in their doorstep. Whereas we had we made our own things outside these cities. So we made we made dance scenes, we made not not a dancing, but we became a wee pockets and they were really, really healthy. Uh, even with, with talent for bands and stuff. I think it's because well, to be fair, most Scots have got shit lives Monday to Friday, and then they just go to and to the weekends. Um, I think we just look for an escapism. I don't I don't I don't know, but, but we're no spoiled as in how the big cities were spoiled. So we um plenty of talent,
1: plenty of talent outside. outside I'm, I'm I would out. say 99% of people uh watching this know who you are, John. But for for those that are maybe you know new to yourself, give us you a wee bit of history about it. You know, in my opinion, one of the, the most popular and, and the most inspiring the most well-known Scottish house DJs ever there's ever been, you know?
0: It's a bit rich, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, so you,
1: you read my writing there? <laughs> I'll, I'll put that out and you can put it under your name for your next my night. writing. Uh, uh, it's not
0: that uh, I, I've been a, a, a house DJ for, for, since 1988. Uh, I was there at the start of the Acid House explosion. Fortunately, started really cutting my teeth in BG. In. Uh, probably eight to nine onwards, whereas most people did as well. Um, went to big events back in the day, and I was always a music collector. Always collected vinyl. Always, I've got thirty thousand bits of vinyl. That's what I've still got. Um, progressed from doing small places here, it's just just a place in the road, where I started DJing and then progressed into the straight rave ranks. And became resident there alongside Boney. I worked with Ricky McGowan and Jamji, who were the originators of Street Dave, which progressed into colours, which progressed into playing basically all around the world. But we held a residency at the Archies for 20 years. Probably the best club ever in the world. People might say otherwise, but the best club in the world for me, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And done some pretty inspiring events. Being involved with the guys, uh, much as I was resident, I was I was part of a team which built events like such as Colors Fest, uh, EH1, um, <sighs> live in the capital. We done one-off events. We promoted events such as David Getter, gave David Getter his first gig in the UK uh, in the UK. Uh, the big events like that—that that would be colors uh, related.
1: Taking it uh, a way back to the, the early days, you know, uh, you mentioned Ricky McGowan there, who, who I know quite well. H- how did you all get together? Was it a love for music? Where did it come from? I mean, Ricky,
0: Ricky was was just had, had Ricky Bony and a guy called Jamzy from Unique in Air, a Unique Shop, and Air, came together and, and came up with this. It was called West Coast Jam, and it's, it was uh, that was the first street. Leave. It was at Air Pavilion. And if you'd seen the Pivoy you would, you would go, never, that's not happening. This is a big old building on the waterfront at uh, Esplanade and Ear, and it's an old place. But they'd done it on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. two o'clock Sunday afternoon to two o'clock in the morning, and they sold it out constantly. They came up with this concept that others were doing, as well as Acid House scene. You would get some big DJs up. they got go Graham Park, Mike Pickering. Uh, I think it was MC Duke. MC Duke. Um, put on a party in Sunday afternoon which was pretty metal and um, I went to that event as a punter yeah. to start with and I got introduced to Ricky and as the usual thing if you were the DJ and stuff I was DJing local and they said if you, if you bring a bus you can you can, you can get me shot and, and it just progressed from there uh, probably I so it was a love for music but obviously Ricky and Jeremy and Bonnie had, had their their introduction before then we, with with fighting on the terraces, basically, through fu- football hooliganism. That's where their, their introduction comes from. I think they were friends before it, but that evolved into football. <laughs> to be fair, you could, you could call it football violence or whatever it was, but... <laughs> <laughs> the, three, the three of them aren't that way at all. They just went for a Saturday night out, uh, a Saturday daytime out. They just went with pals. They just went... Got Stone Island on and it was all about clothes, it was all about fashion, it was all about just boys, just travelling away to different things. That's their introduction. I came later.
1: It's funny you mentioned uh, Parker there and and Mike Pickering, because I'm sure that I watched an interview with, I think it was actually Parker Green Park, and he was talking about that first gig, you know, at their pavilion, and he says, we were driving up from Manchester and and you touched on it. He said, see, when you look at this pavilion, it's a hellhole. And, And Mike was saying, why are you bringing me here? And then once they get in, you know, the crowd arrived and the rest is history. The, th-
0: the, thing, the thing which was fantastic about back then, it was it was it was just new. And all the kids just went light-minded to go to this thing. And I mean guys, Rangers guys, Celtic, they descended on it as well, Motherwell. And they they were friends for the day, believe it or not. Obviously they were not an eckies, but it was just it was it was it was I mean, it was amazing but it was absolutely amazing because it was new and none had been done before. But he went to these places and just heard this tribal music. It's gonna kind of all I can describe it as. Everyone was tribal because everybody got involved in it. It was hip hop, acid house, garage, everything. And he played it and everybody just went for it. Everybody if you walked in, you went straight on the dance floor. None of that standing about trying to talk to the girls let's go right up straight away and you'd have a thousand kids clapping in unity there were certain songs where you did this dance move everybody was involved in it Uh, it was was absolutely incredible the kids nowadays are being cheated they're being cheated they don't get that what we experience and I'm no knocking the scene nowadays because it's it's really healthy in certain parts but it's quite clinical it's quite it's, it's 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 too it's overproduced. It's say uh, it's too money oriented, It's too still the corporates have got a bit of a hold on it. So, uh, uh, it's just not how it was. I couldn't say what an old bastard here. <laughs> but, uh, the kid, the kids are they're not getting that experience that, that I quite like them here.
1: You said something, John, at the start, and you says you know it's there's so many people for Scotland and particularly across the Central Belt that. You know, their life's shite and they live for the weekends. But I think back then there, there was more than that. You know, I don't know if it was maybe, and this is unfair to say, because it was 30 years and I'd have been a very young boy at that time. But, you know, it seems to me that you went to these things and you let go. You know, people don't... It was maybe in a time of the environment, you know, people weren't scared to get up there and dance and make an arse of themselves. And now you're saying kids have been cheated. They do stand about and they do drink and, you know, they, they sit in their phones or they'll talk to their pals at the side of the dance floor. It's no this was an explosion, you know. People went into that club, and and they just let themselves go.
0: The, the thing, the thing back then is that there wasn't as many events as what there is now. Clubs okay. when it just started, so it just you still had your, you call them Sean and Tracy clubs, uh, but these events <laughs> there aren't many, but they happened, and everybody signed on them. So it was like maybe people coming from Aberdeen, Dunfermline, Inverness, Perth and they other just send to these places and it was only maybe two or three, four a month. But was just, just, I remember every weekend, build, I, it was, I was hanging about a place called Whitburn, which isn't far from here and our DJ in this world club there. And that was just nuts as well. But everything was a bus. And every, every weekend, where are we going? And you pick these events and everybody would just travel. So it was like many people who were into, into house music we're into the acid house we're into the culture we're into what was happening and they went with the sole purpose of probably one having a time of their life you walked into that place you were having a time of your life no matter who was there what week you had whatever don't get me wrong there was drugs involved let's not kid ourselves when there was a lot of people take drugs and it was it was it was a big part of it but the music and the, the culture and everything that went with it was fucking incredible, absolutely incredible. I can't explain how much, how how different it was for them. Um, it was it was it was a thousand people, and ninety nine point nine percent of them were there for the music, and that that was the difference.
1: I find the, the whole thing fascinating that, that you you mentioned. You know, that there was people from all different football teams that had came out of the casual movement and we're going to the same place, and there was no problems at all. You know, and, and you mentioned, of course, there was drugs involved, and that'll play a large part in it, but it seemed like there was a, a natural transition, you know, for the, the 80s, where there was the newspaper headlines about, this is violent thugs, you know, you don't want to go near these guys, you know, they're a danger to society. And then just a few years later, it's transitioning into festivals they love. You know, they, these people are in the same room, and everybody's happy. Yeah, it was... Apart from the music,
0: the... The 80s were, were pretty shit. You had the Thatcher years, you had the minor strikes, you had, you had it was pretty grim. For, for the Evans, Craig, when it got shot and all that stuff, it was it was, it was was pretty grim. And then the acid housing came along, and um, just changed this, changed society, changed life. It was an absolutely incredible what happened. Um, but it was dull. It was really fucking dull. The same thing. The same, to be fair, that's the same nowadays. Whereas kids work Monday to Friday, depressing, quite most times, quite depressing. And at the weekend, it's to It's I'm going out. The thing about nowadays that I see is unfortunately that it's become a sport to see how how hard you can get, and that's slightly detracts away from what clubbing was all about. So people. people Going and actually doing benders for days and taking too much this or drinking too much that's changed Um lot of the drugs have changed I don't know
1: you're getting old now you're getting old <laughs> oh my I'm, 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 52 my
0: next birthday so I am getting old
1: <laughs> now just... age is
0: only a number when it comes to music when it comes to a, a, a DJing if you're still DJing if that's you still want to do you know it's
1: do you know I, Without going off on a tangent, I think that's a, an important point that you make there because I've I get friends, you know, that we've played in bands over the years, and it gets to a certain point, you know, and and there maybe be no hitting the heights that they want to hit, and they think I can't do this anymore. You know, I've got a family, I'm chucking it, or you know, I'm not interested in that anymore. And I think you're absolutely spot on. For me, I feel as it age is only a number, and why should you stop doing something you love, you know, because you're getting older? And, and I think street Raven in Colours is the perfect example of that. You have done this for over 30 years and, and you still love it. You've still got a crowd there, you know, you've still got people coming out, like you said, like minded people who just want to enjoy themselves. I, 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 it's
0: changed. It's, it's not changed because. Is that my own one?
1: Yeah,
0: it's my own one. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to mention my team because I'm not doing well at all, so we will just need that. No prizes, I'm <laughs> <for> guessing. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, what were we talking
1: about there? Oh, times
0: t- 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 has changed. It's just changed so much in the fact that
1: I've kind of lost my train of thought there. Can you tell that again? Of course. But, aye, uh, I I was just saying, you know, oh, like, age. So, age. sorry, age, age. Aye, yeah, age. But
0: when you get older, priorities in life change. And if you've you've you went at something for years and years and you didn't get the success that you were hoping for, first of all, see if you go into it, if you get a DJ and you get a band bands and think you're going to make a living at it, you're in the wrong game. Right? If you're going to expect him to make a living quite quickly, you're in the wrong game. Because I've done it for years and never made money. And I put my heart and soul into things, collected records, bought equipment, blood, sweat, tears, and I can only imagine the guys that do the bands are the exact same. And it's just pushing and pushing. Your love for it might dwindle slightly, and you're, you're a bit perplexed because you haven't got the success that you think you'd never deserve because of the effort you put in. As you get older, you uh, said your mindset changes, but you still have it there. You still have it in you. You still have it that you want to. Still a musician, still a, a DJ, still a, a person that loves music. Fuck being a number. It's not a number. I still enjoy it, I still like it. And it's still good
1: for you And, and there. That? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I fully, fully agree with you. Harken back to, you know, you, you went along to that first one in the air pavilion and you were in the DJing at the time. When was it that you then became a regular? You know, since then, you, you've been on nearly every night going. When was it that you you became a regular? And when was it people started to, you know, recognise your name and think, like, brilliant, John's playing, Boney's playing?
0: Um believe it or not, I never got my, my name on the Street Flyers until 1981. It was the Warp Warp Warp. So there you go, it was a Warp Records thing. I didn't even know what it was. I was doing at other events, but Street Abe was a big step for me, a big step for, to become my resident, I like that to say. And the second one I played it, and I played for then on, I would only get an hour at the start, I'd be there to help me out. And then it slightly changed that. I would play it out the start, but I would also start playing the end hour. So we had all the big guests they were doing different stuff. But at the end, it was acquired was big anthems. And sure. that's where it that's where it came to see. Everybody's just had a great day. We we'll leave them, we we'll leave them in a the high. So we we started adding most of the last hours. And I became well known due to that because that. I was quite privileged, quite happy to get that. That slot at the end. But I got a phone call for Radio Fourth, fourth one, uh, for the step out awards. I thought it was a it spoke, you said, on your this and your mile dance, they go, there's, there's somebody that's going to be near this. Or dial up and all that stuff. You probably don't even know this. <laughs> uh, and and it was it was fourth in the you safe meeting you've uh, you want you came sector the DJ award. I'm like, I don't even know none about the step. I just stepped out DJ awards it was run by Tom Wilson. And right. uh, mm. I could come second. It's a thing, you know, there's a book. So people had actually written in or other for these awards. And I went, my God, people people have recognised me. They know I'm, I'm a DJ type thing. And that's when I went, hmm, hmm, things have changed. And I came second in the awards. The person who won it was Tom Watson. That was his awards. Right, that God. was his awards. And i up getting an award. It so was, it was, Oh, but one highlights of my career, even though it was 1991 and 82, I can't remember was. But anyway, it was, uh, that's when it started going, mm, Maybe you might be actually what is wrong here. I never, ever set it to be a DJ, I never, I never set it to be money, I never set it to be a career. I just played music, I just had a, a genuine love for music, nothing else.
1: I think that's uh, that's noted when the fact that you says you've still got your 30,000 vinyls there I don't know where you'd keep them all. John
0: they're in, they're in, they're in a house up the loft <laughs>
1: um, wow,
0: I see these this goes like that house bends with the weight I see these some serious bits of vinyl I have, I have thought about Selma them. duty duty I'm never going to use them again
1: how do you pick what ones you're going to take to a show I don't We'll play vinyl now, no, They've never. have
0: not played vinyl since M- myself and Bonnie were two of the first guys on the CDG 1000s, which the new came along
1: and designed
0: okay. by Roger Sanchez by Pioneer. Changed it, you know, and they were that expensive. We bought one each so that if we needed their mix, I would get a line of his and he would. And we were first on them eh, because everybody was still vinyl and they wanted to stay vinyl, so we play half vinyl and half CDs, and you could. Do the edits and do get some stuff sent to you. It's totally different. You didn't need to pay or have a test press or a promo of this vinyl. <laughs> Vinyl's still very special yet. Every DJ that's done it. But technology moves on. But it's now, it's now. How
1: do you feel about that? Do you feel that it's now easier to be a DJ? Absolutely. And is that a good Unfortunately. thing? Unfortunately. I was going to ask, because for, for, I don't know if, I've heard, I can see both sides of the argument, John. I can see why folk would say, you know, I've been there and I've grafted all my life. I went through the CDs, I went through the vinyls, you know, and there's folk that just turn up with a computer and press play. But then I suppose if you want the thing to grow, is is it good that it makes things easier for people? I
0: don't know. Technology is a great leveler. Back back in the day, if you were shit, you would find it. If you couldn't mix it, you couldn't do it, you would find it you couldn't just press sync or match or that stuff and loops not but the 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 cost of vinyl and the the, the weight of vinyl and was it was about hundreds you could only take 100 records away um so change you can you can edit you can do stuff on the fly you can the cost is weighed in um but it does make guys who are very shit It, it gives them a platform to try and
1: is uh, a great
0: level.
1: I, no, I I get anymore. where you're coming from. And, and somebody like yourself, you know, that's, that's been there and done it. You must be able to weed through the, the shit pretty quickly. You know, you must be able to see when somebody comes on the scene if they've got it or if they've known it I,
0: well, hundred percent. Yeah, you can tell straight away because much. Listen, much is about technology. You still have to pick the right tunes and you have to play them in the right order, and you have to play them in the right manner, manner. and that, that should become a DJ. You can tell somebody's a producer, you can tell somebody's a fly by it you can tell how they are, you can tell you know, you're, you're not a real right DJ. I'm not knocking anybody, if people like to still get it and, it, and it, and that makes them happy, then charge on. But, uh, Imposters are quite hard to come, quite hard to deal with some things.
1: And I mean, there'll be imposters out there, but, but John, it'd be fair to say that you've played with some of the biggest DJs in the world. I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, as you mentioned, David Guetta, first person to bring him to the UK, Moby, who else would be Moby, there? Uh, Moby
0: gave Moby's first... first uh, Ricky, was, Ricky was quite good at, at some things spotting these guys, much as we all had a hand in it. Ricky was the one who made that in the end. And he would. well, John was here, and David, or, I mean, there they would sometimes search. They had no hair. They had from themselves to be fair, and they took gambles on these guys. And we would, they'd get, get um, Deadmau5, got the get Prince Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse, just stuff like that. Um, the Swedes, Swedish well, New yeah, stuff, but the older stuff would be. What about everybody? Carol Cox, Roger Sanchez. Um, John Digby and Sasha the lot and, and everybody in between you must have had God, thousands of idiots, thousands thousands So, Who,
1: are them, who are out of that lot, you know, even when you back into the old school ones, who stands out for you? Obviously Carol Cox, you know, is is the king almost to a certain degree, but
0: who stands Foxy out still, for you? Foxy's still the number one uh, there's, there's guys who I have total respect for I've I, I worked with um, probably some of the older guys that I, that I really like. Uh, I thought of you guys coming through a um, decent DJs. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm friendships with these people. So okay. oh, they're the guys who I still admire and respect. Guys, Gal Cox, John Diggie, Tasha. I get I uh, really respect they get again Really, yeah. By, oh, absolutely. He gets get huge, bad press. But yeah, he's actually done it. He's actually done, done, in, done, done. He's went through the ranks, and he made a lot of good tracks, and then he went slightly commercial, but and became really successful. And then people started sort of knocking him for no reason whatsoever. And he's a genuinely nice guy, and he was a guy that basically changed America single-handedly changed America because all the guys had went out and tried the old and full, Big B, and he went out and changed. Whereas the East Coast would be playing R&B and hip hop, David Guetta changed that into EDM, that sort of sound. Maybe not everybody's taste, but he was the guy who changed it, single-handedly.
1: What
0: did it, what, what, it
1: where do you put that down there, John? What, why do you think that is?
0: He <sighs> just done it, he it started doing collaborations. He had a few hits. And then he went to black-eyed peas, he produced the black-eyed Peas track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a feeling. And then I see a lot of people try to jump on board and uh, get that. And that that really exploded. And a lot of it was a lot of guys in between who became uh, good producers. Um and the Dutch went there as well, and everybody joined them. You had Ultra Music Festival and all these other festivals, and, and America exploded. But too corporate for me. But I, I can't I can't can knock it. Totally. David David Getter just I hated I hated to see him getting bad pressed people and just, oh he's no DJ live and he's fucking like that. Don't talk. Chris. But
1: that's because 'cause um, you've been him in the early days, isn't it? That's because you've sat in a room with him and spoke to him about bit
0: more. And I sat I DJ alongside him and watched him DJ and I knew it was live. was Sorry, I knew it was live. Eh, live. Don't say that. I knew it was live, I watched him. Because I was really, really conscious of watching videos of saying, are they playing live, are they playing a mix and stuff? Just for my own, but they, they, they played live. And they had a really good team behind them who were able to sync up some visuals and stuff and make it look a bit different. And it was quite groundbreaking stuff. Okay. There's guys like Tiesto, sorry, I need to have respect for Tiesto. Uh, he changed it totally.
1: And listen, th- these people have, have went worldwide, and you know you've brought them to Scotland, and, and they've made a huge, huge difference. But you know, not to take away for yourself, you, you've played some massive clubs around the world as well, haven't you? Everywhere in before. Aye, aye,
0: aye. Ibiza's changed. Ibiza's not the same sparkling. That's just me. That's just me. You know, there's, there's there's great sports still in Ibiza, fantastic sports, but there's 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 a lot of money involved me, so things have changed vastly there's, there's probably still a space for them in, in dance music culture but it's no for me i prefer i'm slightly intimate slightly it was more about the brand and not about the dj we about a club night where did you hit? it was all about club nights 15 20 years ago and then it became the dj became king and i, I didn't like that it just wasn't for me um, Oh, just wouldn't have been. But I think it's fantastic still. But there's some real shit in there as well.
1: Was there a time when, you know, you're getting these offers to go over and play there, or is are organising nights over there yourself and you think, God, this has come a long way for that that pavilion in here
0: Um We 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 were we were small fish there. We were small fish, but probably immensely crowd Getting at the end doing some things, still going to the Part of the Capital of the World and AJ and AJ planned Mambo before it became really big. All pictures here standing there and it's part of these pasha, the, the whole works part space and stuff. Um but we were we were small fish, but we had Ricky had created really, really good networks with a lot of people. He was the one who went to after parties. <laughs> and start and fucking met people and shoot a breeze with people and done all that. For, um back in Scotland, UK, we were we were we were players. We were we were decent. Um I we, we created some huge things, my World Radio One, stuff like that. Aye, essential mixes, um created something in Scotland with the biggest stage we got voting. Club of the Year, in two thousand two, uh, which is like an Oscar, basically UK, UK Club of the Year, stuff like that. Even just festivals um, like created Crew and the, the the DJs we brought, in. and we've done so, we done some pretty pretty decent things. I. Where
1: do you where do you put it down to that you're still going? You know, well, uh, Aaron,
0: phone him then. I'll
1: phone him later. <laughs> what do you put it down to that you're still going 30 years later? what, what is the su- the secret to that success? Um I don't
0: re- I don't really know. Street Street Dave Street Dave's always had a, a, a decent following and it's picked really back up again during the the, the lockdown. Street uh, Street Dave is a legacy brand. But Street have had a real following. People who all around the world still, if they came here, was a name that they. they Streety had an identity, and Streety had, they call it a family. It's called the Street call Streety family, and they became part of someone that everybody really like minded had remembered back in the day. But all, I mean, so many, so many youngsters come to these nights you now because yeah. they one experience what we portrayed, what, what we'd heard about Streety. The mass and dads for the big brothers and sisters, and you want to come and experience the 90s, the 80s, and 90s because it was such a great time, and they hear about it. And it's quite weird, we don't get it because we were in it. <laughs> Absolutely. We hear about this, we'd hear about this problem. So they'd probably say, oh, I'd like to go back and see the Beatles because it sounds amazing. Or like to go back to the, to the Liverpool, the Cavern Club Club, and it sounds magic. They want to come and experience what we experienced because there was. It was one love. It was one dance floor. But it was just we were all the same. It was not, racism. Really, it was me. Catholic Protestant. It was. It was. was one dance floor. in it And my experiences. Maybe not everybody's experiences, but mine. And um, and I. But you get the youngsters who be, they they've carried the name slightly on. That's why I think Stevie was still reasonably strong. Colours um, colors, colors, colors were, were innovators for me at the time. They, they pushed the ball, they got new people constantly, constantly. And it splinters into some other brands as well. Um, why are they still here? Who knows?
1: I, I think you're spot on, to be honest. You know, there, there's a generation, you're probably round about my age, people that they almost feel that they were born 10, 15 years too late. And, and they hear the stories and they watch the videos on YouTube, you know, and they think, I wish I was there and they get that opportunity. I know you've seen you know, it's slightly different and times have changed, dance floors have changed, you know, music's changed. But for these people, they just want a taste of that.
0: It's really weird because I, I, I stay in a small village said it's got five and a half thousand people in it, but it's always a rich vein of dance music followers. Probably because we used to run buses and we'd go everywhere and just pass them through the, through the years. Oh, I heard my mum and dad went there and stuff and, and so forth. But my good mate said to me, I want you to dejee it, my lassies. My laddies, 18, can you? I know it's no time day, but can you come down for an hour and stuff like that? Neighbor, mates have always dejeered me, mates, if after laddies' birthdays. So I'll come down there, you anyway, didn't it cost me that? And I've got a good mate, Neighbor. And I'm playing away and I'm playing probably newer stuff and they go Oh, can you put the old stuff on? He's 17, 18 years old. I'm going, what? <laughs> so they went on the K class and stuff. And I'm i okay, play, and they're up, can I bang in the roof, so I'm going, oh. That was about four or five years, ago, five years ago and I went, this isn't this is this is great, but weird. Uh-huh. But they picked up on all the old mixes, they picked up on the old stories or the old videos. And these kids wanted to, they thought, I, don't know, I just wanted to be a party son 30 years ago. It was weird, but it was great. And that's a really, if you do see the wave things now, the colour streams or whatever you see, the amount of young people that I know personally go and comment on these things, is quite incredible to think that they are now following it.
1: So... What I thought was, was brilliant recently, John, was, say recently, a couple of years ago now, it was the whole classical thing as well, you know, and, and taking it to that next level with the, the orchestra and, you know, it was, I thought that was really special.
0: Classical thing was, was, a, was a great thing that we we were, what we done. For me, I just, I just, I like being part of what we delivered, the team delivered, it was great. Um, Because it was musicians, it was, it was their journey. I think we've done the we, day five or six different shows. Three different shows with four three, three. different shows, three venues. So it was six, six shows, I think it was. And mean, the last one was the street day birthday party that we've done. And it was just great to go and be involved and in, oh, it was just magical, just just to get all these singers on board the choir singing all this stuff and orchestra and, I mean that's the talent, that talent right. unbelievable. Was, you just put the score down them and they go, All right, never heard that big geezer and they just rattle off in the day. Crazy, isn't it? Um, but it was, it was just fantastic to be sure. We've done the Hydro, we've done the Usher Hall, we've done the O2 Academy. Um, we, we believe it or not, we'd come up, we up with the idea before, before Pete Tom done his, and we never done it. <laughs> right. We'd actually come up with an idea and we never really acted on it. Um, but, then it, it sort of then we got involved and then we done it. And it was great, it was just great. It, just, it was a, just a, live, it was live, it just, I just loved it, live. Singers, live, orchestra, live. it was great.
1: I can't imagine this situation at, at present is, is doing much for your yourself or your mental health or your, your love for music.
0: Tough, tough, really, really, really tough. I actually took a step back to region. Right. Uh, just various things, just personal issues that were that were just really. Listen, it was, was lockdown. Everybody's in the same boat, and I just, I just, the whole, the whole thing, and about life was just crushing my brain, mm-hmm. absolutely crushing my brain. So, uh, I I time for lockdown, especially if you're in the entertainment business. Absolutely, um, they were first to go, they the last to go back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I cannot see a club. For a thousand capacity operating this year
1: yeah no. i
0: don't think there'll be any festivals i think they'll make smaller clubs happen or you could have a club that's a big club with some sort of distance COVID measures or something in there no. if, listen i hope i'm absolutely wrong and i hope that they get back to where they want to go to and let people go and do their own thing i don't really know we need to see where it goes in the next couple of months where the vaccine right no. and mean, then Take these difficult times for people who are creative, people who entertain, and being basically shoved in a box and say, No, oh, yeah, neither either retrain <laughs> like it was the famous thing
1: that was ridiculous. Finding our
0: job? And I, I know a lot of people have went and got a job until such time as a will open back up. Um, I hope it's not long, and so it's- these people can get back to what they want to do.
1: You mentioned, you know, that they might come back and, and be distanced and they might space people out in venues, but for somebody that's been in the front line of this for, you know, three decades, it's just not the same, is it? I've seen some some photos and videos of the, these things that they'd done down south and it was like socially distanced gigs. And I thought, I ah, folk want to hear the music, but for me it's just, you want to be crammed into a room sweating with your pals bouncing around, you know? See, the, thing, the, thing was, the thing was good about
0: the street news and colour streams and some various other house streams whatever is that music is quite easily accessible through a stream. And what you're saying is, I might even a club i might be sweating, it. and that's more kind of a techno thing. So, whereas they would, that, that's a club experience, straight even that's still a club experience, but you can get away with it, sitting in the house, getting tanked up on the tail end. I, stuff. absolutely. And banging, it when it's banging. That's why some of, some of these social distancing events are probably okay, but streaming, they're not quite as popular. They're not quite as good because it needs to be a dark club. It needs to be a sound so it needs to be blasting anything. You can hard smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I watched those streams live. Uh, sorry, sorry, I've seen clips, I feel like. I've seen clips of those live events and I think people were just really, really happy to get out but they might have been uh, might have underestimated underestimated how the experience was going to be. So I don't know if it was any good. I don't know. I never seen any more after it to be fair. Due to measures, due to shutdowns, due to that stuff. um, I never went to any of them. I never seen uh I I didn't experience that, so I don't know how good or bad they were. It didn't look that great. I see it was Patrick Tottenham was the one I see. I think he done it in Newcastle and they had Venice. That was it. that was the one eh? I I don't know how it went. I- I'm sure the would say it was the best event
1: ever, but... Um, Aye, but they're going to say that as well, aren't they? I listen,
0: I-, I feel for people who've had livelihoods chopped, absolutely chopped, <laughs> overnight, basically, and they'll get a wee bit here and there and stuff, and I think everybody's grateful for that sort of helping hand you get.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: even the mental thing for guys who have been out every weekend... <laughs> For the last thirty years, twenty years, ten years, whatever, and some have travelled the world. These guys, some of them, um, to have it just chalked and then some bailins telling you you should be retraining. You know that. and then when it they've being creative or being involved in that, it's really difficult for people. Listen, there'll be other people who go show. But uh, it's difficult for, a, for a, a DJ or a band or a, even, even a full crews whose whole livelihood is basically the freelance. And all they know is moving to basically festival, festival, hoping for the summer to make all that money so they don't get stuck in the winter. And mentally, yep. it's
1: difficult. I mean, that, that's often the folk that you know it, go, it goes unspoken. You know, it's it's the folk behind the scenes. It's the folk in the desks. It's the folk in the lights. It's the people you know making sure that you're in there safe, and they've just been forgot about. You know, to put it bluntly, you know, they've, they've been chucked out and and left to their own devices, and it's just such a shambles. It's a real shame.
0: Ab- absolute shambles. Um, the thing is, the entertainment industry, the pub industry, doesn't matter to these politicians. So. Much as they're trying to be safe and do the right thing or whatever, that industry they couldn't give a fuck about. They didn't care about it. Because they, they didn't go out. They're not involved and they don't even know what that is. Uh, they'll help the big corporates out. Um, they'll help different industries. I'm not saying any industry should be left, but that industry and that creative industry is is, is just absolutely tossed on the did didn't care.
1: But there, you. you know that there, there's always been a, a lack of understanding, I think, for the, the government when it comes to you know creative industries as well. And, and you could take that away back to you know when you were starting out and, and they were trying to shut down the, the dance scene as well. You uh, know, it's it it's just always. You
0: know, yeah. hard. Hmm. It's always
1: hard, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned the streams, and I have to say, you know my, I've got two good friends, Keith, Keith, and Dean, who were singing your praises last summer. I think it was when you done the visit the all day Earth stream. And uh, I, I'm sure that the uh, the sun was shining. And they were at the back for a few beers, listening to the, the street rave one and, and yourself. So, but
0: it's, it's, uh, the, the street the street raves were a, a welcome release for loads of people, not just us. Um, it was a, a a a memory, a happy time, a happy place, music, and then they would come together. These streets could see a love on the posts. Hour, up for an hour, and you did 4,000 posts. Amazing. Quite right, cool. And then you, we had, you had one and a half million views on one day. The streams, and then asked it. It, was a, it was a welcome release for a lot of people. Um, and we picked some good places to do we did it. We did it in the pavilion, we done the, the rooftop a few times, and then people would send them to in the world. They would, they would stream the different parts of the world. That was great. But people, the first lockdown was was full of fear. Nobody knew what was happening. The but these were outlets to some normality, some normality or something different, and it was great. And then people started making bread, painting houses, keeping fat, and streams, and sitting it and getting hammered. I using the right hammer the Wednesday night, and they were. And it was it was, it was difficult times, but it was better than what the second lockdown came because it was just fresh it was and, and then the novelty wore off. Absolutely. And then it became difficult mentally for a lot of people, both in the industry. And can I see like the end of the tunnel, you know what I mean? It's all so, going out the winter. As soon as Christmas, New Year's came back right back in the lockdown, January was just horrendous, man. Horrible. Mm. Horrible.
1: Well glad to see the back. And, and John, you're you're a very humble man, but I think that, you know, You've says that these streams were a, a release for many, and, and I think that's important that you know people notice that, and you probably wouldn't be the first to say it. But you spoke about you know some of the memories that you've had over the years and, and how you've enjoyed them. But you know you've give so much happiness to, to people around the world. You <sighs> well,
0: something underestimate what people get out of a, a club or what a DJ delivers, some piece or a brand or whatever. Um, until such things as what happened with the, the the streams, and I could see people they sent messages and they straight to their page and said, that somebody would send me personally it could be game or whatever, and were, you genuinely touched them in a physical way, but you touched you actually genuinely either seen them through a bad patch or you gave them a glimmer of hope or a glimmery happy time. Yep, and it was really, really quite inspiring some things. These guys like, listen, I have never done this, blah, blah, blah. And we, we, we to be fair, we did it for charity. And a lot of people would put up the charity, scheme when they'd put money in. And I think, I don't know what we raised, 50, 60, 70 thousand pounds, I think we raised. Yeah, both, isn't it? Um, We started out as, wasn't it? Wasn't it for charity? And then we decided, well, I said, why not? We'll do it for charity. And and somebody can get some money out somewhere. something some good can come with it. And the charity just went hand in hand with the screen. So we picked a different charity for a different reason each time, yep. um, and they worked, worked great. Um, but people would leave messages on the Just Giving pages. say, listen. Can't believe how amazing that was. Or you've made my thing. Or, or I'm I'm been really struggling and maddened depression, and he's cheered me up this day. People sat for twelve hours, either sitting in there outside with Kelly outside tunes up or the oh. computer and they sat because it was an escapism for what was going on about them mm. and they, they, they started leaving comments and they got involved involved involved. I think I think I think they picked up loads and loads of people for running about the world that, that I think they picked up an extra 20 thousand pounds I think. Okay.
1: That's amazing. Just, people
0: just could actually got to see what what we've done to see the, the they, came, they became part of the Strictly family, they've seen that State League has got all these big DJs and it's was a, a great event, so people, they're all Sc- they're Scottish, right, and all these people have seen their events, but the streams are worldwide, so you could be tagged in a different band and share it with the world, people, people, got on what Strictly has done, so
1: and if that's what you can do over a computer John just think what it's going to be like when you, you get back <laughs> No, No, it's a long time away but you, you need to take the positives eh? think of the positives
0: well, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll, I'll be okay I'm sure uh, I, I'm sure I'm, right. I'm sure people have I've done that one. what <laughs> hopefully hopefully I, I don't I, I would hate it to go back to something that was stale that went back It was like well, you need to sit there you need to sit on a mask well, you, you can of I would hate if that was eventually what the clever came in and people need people people need people, people, need Absolutely.
1: people. Listen, John, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to we can go back and listen to some music together many months down the line but let's hope it's not too long and for anyone that uh, has listened to this podcast and enjoyed it please like and subscribe, go back and check out some previous episodes uh, and thanks very much once again, cheers John